At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Today, the HHS secretary says it is absolutely the government's business whether or not you have been vaccinated for COVID-19. And also, Joe Biden pushes to end tax breaks for fossil fuel companies because you're not paying enough at the gas pumps. Uh, We have got a lot to cover today, and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Mr. Vaccine himself, Super Gear. Thank you also very much. Also host of Stu Does America. She's got three shots today. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that's your, wow. what, this, the 60th one this week? 60th. Or? Uh, yeah. How'd you know? I'm just, Do you, are you in my business? Are I, you looking at my files? I keep loose. I, I don't, okay. It's the NSA. It wasn't All me. for COVID or some of them like tetanus, no, some herpes. Uh, yeah, a couple German of them are herpes. Bumps, herpes. Yeah, hit yeah. the chlamydia a couple times. Syphilis. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice, nice wide yeah. array. Uh, also, of course, joined by Pat Gray of Pat Gray Unleashed. And I really am excited to uh, to get to this first topic because, as Stu knows, I always like to include <laughs> vaccine topics when he's on the show. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. I appreciate um, that. But it is a good, I mean, because Pat, just for the audience, I think all of the regular viewers obviously know, but for those who are just tuning in, um, Pat is not, he he's not anti-vax, but no. he's just like, I'd like to know a little bit more about this particular vaccine before I choose to take it so that I can weigh mm-hmm. uh, the risks versus the benefits, which I think is obviously a very reasonable position to be. But um, mm-hmm. earlier this week, the uh, the Biden administration made comments, including the White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, uh, that, well, we're going to be engaging in community outreach to make sure everyone is vaccinated. We're going to be going door to door to make sure everyone is vaccinated. I'm not sure that she meant like we're going to be banging on everyone's doors it may have just been a figure of speech but Mm-mm. it did get a little uh, uh, <laughs> it did get people a little bit on edge and now that i hear the hhs secretary's comments which i'm going to play for you it did make me like oh i guess they are going door to door it is a lot like what it sounds like uh so of course the argument is hey, like hey is it really uh the government's place to do this to go door to door to make sure that you're you know vaccinated for something and uh, here is uh, the HHS secretary saying it is absolutely the government's business to know who is and isn't vaccinated against COVID. Watch. Perhaps uh, we should point out that the federal government has had to spend trillions of dollars to try to keep Americans alive during this pandemic. So it is absolutely the gover- government's business. It is taxpayers' business if we have to continue wow. to spend money yeah. to try to keep people from contracting COVID and, and helping reopen the economy. And so it is our business to try to make sure Americans can prosper, Americans can freely associate. And knocking on a door has never been against the law. You don't have to answer, but we hope you do. Because because if you haven't been vaccinated, we can help help dispel some of those rumors that you've heard and hopefully get you vaccinated. 
which is always what you want is some random uh, low-paid government worker who comes to your door dispelling any rumors that you might have heard about the COVID vaccine, because I'm sure that they're certainly qualified to do that. Uh, so he appears to not take back or um, like clarify the comments that were made about door-to-door. He seems to just double mm-hmm. down on them. And then I want to I want to get your thoughts on this, but I want to play one more uh, of him saying, you know, I mean, we want to give you as much freedom as possible. All right. But this is America after all. Watch. We want to give people a sense that they have the freedom to choose, but we hope, hope they choose to live and we're going to make it possible for them to have a good life. And by the way, protect their family and loved ones at the same time. We hope people make the right choices. We want them to have the right information, but we are America. We try to give people as much freedom and choice as possible. But clearly, when over 600,000 Americans have died, the best choice is to get vaccinated. So uh, now I just want to be clear what he said. We want to give people the sense that they have the freedom to choose, not the actual freedom to choose. We want them to feel like they're free to choose. But really, if they don't choose what we want them to, we're going to continue showing up at their door. Uh, mm-hmm. Choose wisely. Uh, yeah, apparently. Yeah. Uh, you know, Becerra is, uh, you know, Biden's cabinet is not one that I would put together. Really? To put it uh, gently. And Becerra's probably the worst one. Yeah. Probably the worst person he he's named. Really a single per individual in his entire cabinet. I mean, he's an extremist on a lot of issues, including life, uh, meaning not keeping people alive with vaccines, but killing them in the womb. A uh, big, big proponent of that. Uh, so not a fan of his at all. Um, and, <clears throat> you know, it's as if... They have designed this campaign specifically to not get people vaccinated. It's as sure if, if they like came up in a lab and they were thinking, how can we come up with a way to make people not want to get this shot? Uh, because, you know, it, they keep talking about how it's all these evil southern people and all these evil red state people who don't want to get vaccinated. And then their answer to that is to get Jen Psaki and Javier Becerra and Joe Biden to say they're going to come to your home like their 50s vaccine, uh, vacuum salesman and, and, and come in with needles and see what happens. Mm-hmm. No one is going to be won over by this, at least not in the groups that they talk about. You know, I mean, again, we kind of mentioned this on the radio earlier today. If you have a spokesperson that you want to send out there to get people on the right to maybe consider the vaccine if, they, if they're unsure about it, the person to do that is Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean, the guy who went through Operation Warp Speed, the guy who got vaccinated himself, the guy who is still to this day saying how proud he is about all of these achievements. I think that would be valuable. But you know what? That would take a modicum of of um, of putting the issue above themselves and their political gains. Mm. Right. They'd have to say to Donald Trump, he did something right. What did they do when they came in? The exact opposite. They said, you know what? We they left us with absolutely no plan. And we would have just had vats of vaccine sitting in the back of the White House if it wasn't for us. He was just storing it back there. Who knows what he was doing with it? Instead of saying, like, you know, look, Donald Trump, you know, you can, again, choose to have the vaccine or not. Not the sense of choice, but the actual freedom of choice. I think that's important. But, like, he did a lot to make this happen. He don't, you know, he he invested $10 billion. He he got 800 million doses uh, lined up. And then they came in and said Donald Trump didn't order enough doses. Right. They've lied about him and everything he's done the entire time. And it's to the detriment. And now they're sitting here trying to say, well, what if we send Jen Psaki over to your house? It's not going to work. <laughs> Pat. 
Uh, I also love the arrogance that, uh, yeah, we do have a right to go to your door because we spend a lot of money on that. Is there a government bake sale I don't know about? (laughs) Did you guys open up a retail clothing store? Because that's our money. That's our money you're spending. That doesn't give you the right then to hassle us at our homes. Unbelievable. And, And the only way I think I'd let them come to my door because he said it's 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 not illegal to come door right, to door right well it sure as hell is against my homeowners association rules i'll tell you that okay there's no <laughs> soliciting so i'll be slamming the door in their face yeah. um <laughs> unless they're there to sell you know like a kirby vacuum and give me a vaccine yes. what a bake sale maybe i'll look at the vac you know put them to work by dumping dirt all over my floor to see how well the kirby works <laughs> that'd be the only way uh they'd get into the house uh, i mean the arrogance is astounding yeah it it is interesting too because when you listen to what he had to say you know he says well we want you to it's america you're free after all but six hundred thousand people did die and it i mean it very (laughs) seem it very much seems to be the talking point of this administration you do have your freedoms for now up until a certain point right but up until a certain point at uh, you know you cross a certain threshold and we got to take those freedoms away i really hope yeah i hope we don't hit that i mean i i know that was something that um you know, they talked about with uh, Michelle Obama said the same thing um, about, I think it was school lunches, like basically like, yeah, we want you to be able to choose what you want. But if you don't choose correctly, right. you know, we're going to make a change there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, you know, that's that's obviously not the way it should be. I mean, you know, with the people who have the, the 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 reason to know about whether you're vaccinated or not is your doctor. Mm-hmm. That's who should know. And, you know, again, mm-hmm. that's only if you tell your doctor. I mean, I think it's probably important for your doctor to know just so they're not like, you know, again, like me getting 65 shots in a week. That's probably not a good idea. But I mean, you know, generally it's your it's your own private medical information. And, you know, the left seems to, to care so much. They've told us so many times there's a right to privacy built into the Constitution, which I don't seem to find, but they seem to find it. They think it's mm-hmm. vitally important to justify abortion. Yet here it's not. Uh, it, look, they they. There are people, you know, they're like, it's like the thing with uh, contact tracing. You know, if you get, if you test positive for COVID, uh, they call you and they say, hey, uh, tell us who you saw. And like, you know, you can choose to participate in that program. There are, you know, they do this. It's not just for COVID. They've been doing this for, for you know, diseases for a long time to try to shut down these, these outbreaks. You can choose to participate in those things if you, if you want. But you shouldn't have to. That shouldn't be a requirement. It shouldn't be something that Javier Becerra is, is. And also, he has no right to do it. I think a lot of this stuff, too, they do is they almost want to threaten, hey, look, we might do more. We might do more. And it's like, well, you don't. this is the United States. You don't, yeah. you don't have constitutional right. You have, mm-hmm. you have set limits on this stuff. And I think a lot of times they threaten this to try to make people go, okay, okay, we'll participate. When in reality, it does the exact opposite. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, it seems beyond what I could ever imagine for America, that we have a vaccine now that has no, I mean, we do not have long-term studies on this particular vaccine. Mm -hmm. We just don't have them. I mean, again, it's like, Mm -hmm. choose to take it if you want to or not, but we don't have the long-term studies. It doesn't seem unreasonable to say, I want to wait for these long-term studies, but you see this push from Becerra, you see the push from the White House uh, press secretary, from Joe Biden himself, from, uh, you know, Stu's dad, Dr. Fauci. (laughs) And you see all of these pushes of just like, what the hell's wrong with you? Just go get the vaccine. We'll go get it. What's wrong with you? It's like, 
It's crazy. Well, I, why are we talking about this? Like this is a tried and true vaccine that everyone's been taking for 50 years and no one has any questions about it. And what percentage of Americans do you expect to get the vaccine? Right. Yes, we're right. already. Well, they keep changing that. We're uh, two thirds of two all thirds adults like, have at least one shot, right? Yeah. Better than I would have thought we would do. <laughs> way better than I thought was gonna. I thought yeah. we'd be at about 40 percent, yeah. maybe tops. Yeah, at we're point, pushing 70 percent. Didn't he say like 90? Well, we uh, need like 90% get it. For, for herd immunity. immunity. And of course, that includes children who aren't even reli- who right. aren't even available to get the vaccine. Yeah. You know, but again, like, go back to like the, the beginning of COVID for a second. Uh, you know, the two, there's two sides to this argument. The left is saying, hey, we got to lock down. Everyone gets in their homes. Everyone stays in their bubbles. You never see another human being until all of this is over, right? The right's response to that is, well, we need to open up the economy. But what we need to do is protect the most vulnerable. If we can keep those people, you know, maybe separated from everyone for a while until we come up with a way so we can protect them then that's a solution to this. And everyone else can mm-hmm. kind of make their own um, value judgments on what they want to do. Well, we've arrived basically there. Yeah. 89% mm-hmm. yeah. of people over 65 years old are vaccinated. Which right? is great. Which is great. Like, Even you know, that. That we've, that's, we've protected, you know, again, like depending on what your, vac- you know, your vaccine opinion is. But I mean, it's, it's our best effort at the moment. Mm-hmm. And if you believe that it's they a good... You at least have the option. Yeah, you have the option, mm-hmm. right? And Almost 90% of people that are most vulnerable have taken that option. What else did you think was going to happen? I mean, I, I don't. Did you predict 100% acceptance? Right. 100%? Like, it, obviously, people Never have different that. opinions. Like, I don't know. But there are different risks for different categories of people. Exactly. So, why yeah. would there not be different opinions? Sh- That's what I don't get. It's like, mm-hmm. this is obviously be. not a one size fits all thing. Yeah. So, and, like, and look, it's, there's lots of questions and people are, should be able to have them. You point out, as you point out, like, we don't have long term studies yeah. on this, but you don't have long term studies on anything in year one, right? Like, you know, we're right. in the middle of a pandemic. You can understand why someone who's really vulnerable yeah. would be like, I got to get this tomorrow. Some people might say, you know what? I'm 20 years old and, you know, I'm going to rather die drunk driving. Uh, whatever the reason is, like, and there's going to be a difference of, of options. And we as Americans, we should accept that this isn't Russia. Yeah. Right. Like this well, isn't China. Yeah. It shouldn't be, at least. And, you know, <laughs> people should be able to make their own decisions. And I think the way that you get people to eventually make this decision, if you believe the right decision is to get vaccinated, the way you get people to do that is by showing them that it performs well and not being psychotic, not being in their driveway. Every time someone comes up to my door that I don't know, I either think they're going to murder me or they're here to try to get raise money for climate change. It's one of those two things. And honestly, I'd rather have the murderer most of the time. <laughs> uh, all right, we've got more to come first. We want to thank our sponsor, ExpressVPN. So, uh, you know, we were just talking about that risk, re- risk reward thing. We all take little risks every day when we go online. Maybe we don't think about it, but we are taking a risk. You know, you think that your connection isn't going to be interrupted by hackers and your data probably isn't going to be used against you. But using the Internet without ExpressVPN is like driving without car insurance or like Stu said, just just drunk driving. Why would you take that (laughs) risk every time you connect to an unencrypted network, uh, whether you're at a hotel, maybe an airport, any hacker on the same network can gain access to your personal data. Maybe it's your password, financial details, whatever it is, you don't want them to have access to this. Okay, even a smart 12 year old 
could access this information. By the way, hackers can make up to $1,000 per person selling your personal info on the dark web. Uh, it is very lucrative for them. They have the incentive to do it. But ExpressVPN will act as your online insurance. It will create a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so hackers cannot steal your personal data. I don't know about you, but I don't want a hacker profiting off of my personal data on everything that I am using on the internet. All right, so you need ExpressVPN. It's very simple to use. It does not make any sort of lag on any of your devices. You can use it on your phone. You can use it on your computer. You just upload the app, and then you click one button to get protected. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash why. You can get three extra months for free at expressvpn.com slash why. President Biden uh, pushed for eliminating tax breaks for fossil fuel companies during a speech yesterday in Illinois, saying that the extra tax revenue from those companies would help obviously pay for part of his uh, Build Back Better agenda. Here is Joe Biden vowing to raise those taxes. Watch. If we end tax breaks for fossil fuels, make polluters pay to clean up the messes they've made, that would raise $90 billion. I'm not asking them to do anything. That, that is unfair. Just not going to subsidize them anymore. They're doing well, thank, thank you. And the messes they made, they should clean. Uh, by the way, the national gas price average has increased 40% since the start of the year, but it's just the 40%. So mm-hmm. we'll be fine. Yeah, but we saved that 16 cents on the, right, on the, on barbecue. the barbecue. On so the barbecue. we're probably okay. Well, if you didn't have alcohol or sodas or hot dogs. <laughs> Well, who would have those things at a barbecue? I, I know. That's crazy. Absolutely That's ridiculous. crazy so, talk. By the way, that. can I just say, mm-hmm. it did look a little bit like he just got a spray tan. He really? Looked, he looked very orange. I don't want a president now without a spray tan. Looked, I, you must be spray tanned <laughs> in office now. He looked very orange for he the party orange, who yeah. keeps talking about orange man he yeah. this he looks a little orange of course they probably just didn't want him to look dead so they were like we've got to let's just put something on you so you don't look like you just rolled out of the grave they do use the funeral home corpse makeup on joe <laughs> yeah. uh, to get him from that state uh but yes he does look a little he looks a little lively today you know yeah he was bit. completing sentences mm, yeah he stood up for longer than five minutes he looked almost legally alive yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's him. a surprise good for him uh you know the subsidy to oil companies, I, I, I can't believe the unmitigated gall of these people. They subsidize solar and wind energy to the tune of 25 times the amount that they, subs- they, that they subsidize oil and gas. And then we're supposed to be pissed off at oil and gas because they get $1 for every $25 that uh, the so-called renewable energy companies get. It's... it's and. We actually use a lot of the so-called right. fossil fuels. Yeah. We, you know, we the others are about, I think, solar and wind together are, what, 6% of the energy <laughs> that we get? Six, maybe 7%. It's, it's a tiny percentage. Uh, but that's where we invest all of our money. Yeah. Of course, you know, many of the subsidies they're talking about are essentially just tax breaks that you'd give yeah. to, to any yes. business. Right. Uh, and, they, you know, that's understandable. And I'm against pretty much every subsidy for every reason, um, you know, <clears throat> largely, at least uh, from the government. But they're specifically targeting uh, yeah, the, the and fossil fuel industry. Yeah, exactly. Here they're going after the fossil fuel uh, industry. And I'd like it to be equal. You'd think, though, if you're going to give out 
uh, subsidies, you'd think something that like basically built modern civilization would be a good target for them. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. hey, like you know, people, yeah. this helps people keep warm huh. in the cold. Something we actually use. Yeah, like yeah, it's it something that us. drives the economy. <laughs> it drives our military. It drives uh, everything. Literally in this everything. And literally <laughs> cars. It drives literally everything. So, like, again, I. I would li- I would prefer no government subsidies for anything, but like you know, if you're going to pick something, right. this would be a good target, not a bad one. You can make arguments that like, I, you know, research and development on some of these you know outlying technologies, because there probably is a point where solar becomes efficient enough to make sense for people yeah. to use. 15, 20 years from now, yeah. maybe it might be fifteen or twenty years, and like yeah. that, that, I'm fine waiting until we have to right. until it's right. Mm-hmm. Instead, yes. they want you know they want you to dump you know money into this now give massive tax breaks. I mean, you know, things like, you know, the Tesla, people are getting $7,500 from the government in Talk tax about credits subsidies. To, yeah, to, no to buy them. Jeez. And they're $100,000 cars. Yeah. Like, none of this makes right. any sense none. at all. And, you know, it's this sort of fear-mongering on the climate that drives it. And it, it, it just warps and and, 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 and and changes our economy in ways that we don't really fully understand. It's not. Like talked thing. about the, the the renewable energy he's installed at his ranch before, oh. where he spent a fortune <laughs> on it. I love this story. Spent a fortune oh, initially yeah. on his ranch because you know he's out in the boonies, yeah. and and it's it's probably a good idea to have some. And he probably wants to be off the grid, right. and eventually he wants to create his own power. So he put in really expensive solar panels and all that, and uh, it didn't work. And so he had to replace it all and put in really more expensive <laughs> solar panels, and it's not working. And yeah. so he's got to replace those as Again, well now. He's going through his third generation. Third oh, generation. He, has, he also has and he wind, has spent and that's not enough. A fortune. A fortune. And he still has both kerosene and diesel. Because so often he has to turn those things on. Yeah, because the other's not working. Yeah, yeah. and then look, it may, you know, for him, it, you know, in his particular situation, being in the middle of nowhere, it might make sense to put that stuff in. Plus, he's yeah. an evil rich person. <laughs> right. But it's really not. It doesn't make any sense for the average the average Joe. Yeah. No. Uh, okay. So along with while we're on the subject of fossil fuels, uh, any time that I can bring the uh, very girly man estrogen running through his veins, mm-hmm. Brian Stelter, into the conversation, I like to, because we here at the News and Why It Matters love to hear what Brian Stelter has to say, uh, specifically since his show is called Reliable Sources, but it actually is the most unreliable uh, source you could ever put anything into. So uh, Brian Stelter was on with New York Magazine's David Wallace-Wells, who told a kind of a whopper here on uh, talking about fossil fuels and how many people they kill each year. Just watch. What does it mean, to, uh, David, to be a climate reporter, that everyone has to be a climate reporter today? Well, it means that climate is threaded through every aspect of our lives at the very highest level through the geopolitics and competition of nations, not just over energy resources, but about over land and military um, relationships, trade relationships, all the way down to the individual where many people's mental health is being eroded as we speak, oh, no. not to mention their yeah. physical health today. Because Best estimates suggest yeah. that air pollution from the burning of fossil fuels kills yeah. about 10 million people every year, which is about dying at the scale of the Holocaust, in fact, larger than the Holocaust every single year. <laughs> Mm. And yet we don't see many um, public health stories. We don't see many uh, moral crisis stories addressed to that issue. 
Uh, no, to get, just getting around the piles of dead bodies from the people who have died from climate change in this it's, country is getting it, so irritating. It's really like, cumbersome. you got to drive way around them. Yeah. Oh, and that costs more global warming. Right. Because right? you're, you're, yes. you're adding it's miles. Using, like, and you're using more fossil fuels to <laughs> get around the dead bodies. Very sad. Uh, oh, man. So the, okay, so I, like, I think this article was trying to find, okay, where could he have possibly gotten this information from? What, what did he misunderstand to get to this point? Uh, I think they're being very generous here. The World Health Organization previously estimated that 7 million people died from all forms of air pollution, not fossil fuels. But in April, uh, Harvard researchers used a different computer model, uh, which more than doubled that number. But then they were like, oh, by the way, um, what, 5.4 million of these deaths that we're talking about took place in China and India. Um, which I don't know if if everyone out there is aware, but we don't really we can't really control like what we do here in the United States. We can't really control really? Um, hmm. their emissions in China and India. Yeah, huh. China, China seems to do a decent job controlling what we do. Uh, <laughs> yes, I don't know they why do. We can't go the other which, way with that one, <laughs> which is part of the reason why yeah, we're not going to control what they do. Yeah, I mean this is uh, you know, lunacy. Um, I think it obviously really is. you know, um, but uh, it's it's funny because let's just take their ridiculous idea here that 10 million people. Um, are killed by by fossil fuels every year, and it's that's, like that's uh, weird because I don't know anyone who is no, no, no I've never fuels. heard of you a guys fossil don't fuel either? death <laughs> from breathing. Well, car I, accidents. Well, okay, yes, because mm-hmm. you yeah. would think mm-hmm. ten million. Yeah, you know some people. You'd know some people. I mean, I guess you that what they're saying that like you know emphysema, Di- and thing, uh, like asthma, and they if you attribute all of that to air yeah. pollution, right? There's been a lot of these. Get there. These these estimates have been floating around, you know, and they they you know these climate activist organizations. Uh, often um, produce them, and, and sometimes you get stuff like this out of the World Health Organization as well. But I mean, let's just take it at face value for a second. What that's? Let's just say that's the harm. Ten million people around the world die every single year. Mm-hmm. I'm get again. It's crazy, but let's just take it at its face. Mm-hmm. Have fossil fuels not done much, much more good than that? <laughs> I mean, think about this. We in yeah, the fossil fuel actually. era, we have taken yes. life expectancy. And doubled it. We've taken a, 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 a globe of what one billion and turned it into seven billion. So you know, even if it did kill ten million people a year, which is nuts, it, they don't. How many of their save? How many have they saved? How many lives have been saved by fossil fuels just this year? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, the, the the number is astronomical. It's impossible <clears throat> to calculate. We'd have to get Alex Epstein or something. And we should bring on at some point and talk to him about it. He you know he talks about the good about fossil mm-hmm. fuels and how. Uh, yeah. We should we should adore them as a, well, as a civilization, and that's true. If you if you take fossil fuels, which have really driven capitalism, so they're they're a part of that equation. Mm-hmm. Since fossil fuels and thus uh, capitalism, from eighteen, I don't remember the exact year. It's early eighteen hundreds, like eighteen twenty, when the poverty rate in the world was ninety one percent. It is now because of fossil fuels and capitalism mm-hmm. about eleven percent. Uh, so it's made quite a difference um, worldwide. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, the, so this, it's the cause for those evil rich people. Yes. <laughs> right. Uh, yes. Just since 1990, the difference between 1990 mm-hmm. and this is a few years old, the stat, but it's from 1990 and a few years ago. Just in that time period, we are f- keeping alive about 17,000 children per day. That would have normally that died, died before wow. 1990 to like 2010. 
into yeah. that 20-year period. That's how much improvement just happened in that That's period. Incredible. It's incredible. Jeez. And a lot of that has to do with fossil fuels. I mean, I think you can make the argument that the single most important development of humanity would be fossil fuels. You, there's some other competitors in there. Mm -hmm. um, but like when you talk about not in policy, not even capitalism per se, but just something that drives life on this planet, fossil fuels do it in so many different ways. Yeah. Everything yeah, from do. plastics to energy to everything. Yeah. All right. Uh, we've got more to come, but we got to take a break. We'll be right back. I like fossil fuels. So did I make that clear? I think <laughs> no, a little bit. I wasn't getting that. So what I'm saying I is I think you were really leaning toward turbine. Okay, we have more stories to get into, but this just led me down another like rabbit trail. Uh, we were talking about how dramatic the left is on everything. This, you know, 10 million people die from fossil fuels, which is obviously not true. And uh, we started talking about January 6th and how they've really used this. Everything is just high drama mm -hmm. with them, life or death. And they've really used this tactic with talking about January 6th and uh, what happened at the Capitol. And so we were talking about this Vice News tweet that says... Reporters who survived the deadly Capitol riot are still struggling. Some won't go back in the building. Several have sought therapy to deal with trauma. Many still aren't sleeping well. Um, all the reporters who survived, which were... Uh, they, well, there were how many reporters did not survive? The <laughs> None. None. <laughs> Zero. Oh. All the sur Zero reporters surviving so, mm -hmm. reporters. All so of it, them survived. Of so them. did almost everyone else in the area. Right. Like there right. were, yes. Few people had heart attacks. Yeah, there's a couple heart attacks. Uh, two strokes for one of the persons and then and shot Biden. in the neck. Uh, Those, that's the, again, like, <laughs> they act as if we know for a fact more people died in the George Floyd <laughs> riots than at January 6th. Do you care about life? Do you care about black lives? Right. Right. We know a no. lot more black lives were lost during the George Floyd riots than January 6th by a really wide margin. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's such a ridiculous point. I'm, you called that out on Twitter, by the way. Yeah. Uh, of course, of course, follow Sarah Gonzalez on Twitter because you get great points <laughs> like that all the time. <laughs> but I mean, it was just so satisfying. And like, they frame these things as if there's this like visceral yes. struggle for life. Everything. Mm -hmm. And it does. I think it makes people it makes people shy away from the feeling of that day. I mean, we all watched that on January 6th, and we're like, what the hell is going yeah. on? I didn't, I didn't like it at all. I, I'm done. I, I mean, I'm done. I'm we like, I'm so... Them. Yeah, because mm -hmm. then I heard... New Jersey congressman donates suit he wore during Capitol <laughs> riot know. to Smithsonian. Come and like, on. are you kidding? Come on. And then the thing oh, about the Lego the set. Smithsonian threw it out. The, the Lego <laughs> set. Did you see the Lego set yeah. one? Yeah. And then it's like FBI investigators yeah. found fully assembled U.S. Capitol Lego toy. Uh, at one of the riot leaders' homes. Before. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So? So what? Like, what are you? It's just so annoying. Uh. I'm like, I'm done with January 6th. I don't care. I don't care if it happens <laughs> again at this point. I just don't. I don't. Like, you have made me not care about it at all. Like, I don't want people it, to die. It does do that to you, though. But it was up to the They push you part, so far the other way. Yes, because yeah. you're like, it was grandmas well, holding flags, like, uh -huh. for the most part. And it, for the most part is actually very true, right? Like, the overwhelming majority of people weren't involved in this stuff at all. Right. Now, look, I, the, you know, the New York Times released a documentary that came out, I think, last week. It's about 40 minutes on January 6th. It's as balanced as you'd expect, Ugh. right? Okay, it's all about the 
divorced parts of it. But when you watch it, you do remember that people in this crowd were hitting police officers over the head with flagpoles and fire extinguishers. Right. It, which that's not, not cool. what killed no. Brian Sicknick, but it, right. they, they were do, there were people there. And I don't know, maybe it was 100, maybe it was 200. Um, it wasn't 50,000, but there were mm-hmm. people there who were actually doing things that all of us hate. You know, yeah. t- attacking our officers. Yeah, Everyone in this audience despises this stuff. On the other hand, there was also a group of, a, a much, much larger group of people who went to the speech and went home and had nothing to do with it. And then a, mm-hmm. a, a bunch of people as well who, you know, probably got a little out of control, maybe going into the building when they shouldn't have, maybe didn't even realize they shouldn't have done it. Who knows? All I know is that the, the people who really did the damage that day, I do want held responsible. But like they're pushing conservatives away from even yeah, wanting that yep. because it's just yep. so frustrating. It's like, yep. okay, this wasn't Normandy, okay? <laughs> it wasn't. Right. It can, can we stop yeah. with that? It's incredible. I, I think I mentioned this in the air, that the socialist who I heard being interviewed about this and said, you know, <laughs> saying that like, hey, we better not call this an insurrection because what happens next time we do it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in addition to that, I believe it was him who also said, remember, the business of the government went on the same day. It was essentially <laughs> a multiple hour delay right. in what happened in the U.S. government. Now, look, I'm not trying to demean it, but it is. I uh, am. Yeah, you are at this point. <laughs> uh, you wanted to have it again. No, uh, but you know, I'm not trying to blow it off. I really do think it was terrible. But yeah. like we have to keep these things in perspective. You know, it was symbolically really bad. It mm-hmm. was an effort by some in that crowd. To, they have them on tape mm-hmm. saying that they wanted to stop this process from happening, and that's completely unacceptable. But mm-hmm. still, put it in perspective, realize that the real scandal about January 6th, if we want to look at what we should be investigating, is why the hell were they not more prepared for this? Right, right? right. Like, security should be there. You know, any time you have a big event of, of tens of thousands of, of people, and a ma- a major constitutional governmental issue going on down the street that they don't like, yeah. you should have a bunch of people there to stop it. Mm-hmm. Eventually they got there and it almost immediately stopped. Yeah. Uh, okay, so so speaking of all of this high drama, everything has to be just super dramatic, life or death. Uh, everything is horrible from the left. So uh, Hillary Clinton Claims that uh, in the wake of the 2020 presidential election, legislators around the United States have introduced bills Mm -hmm. that would make it, you know, all of these voting rights bills, bills that would make it more difficult for Americans to vote. And this is obviously part of an effort to shift the country toward white supremacist authoritarianism. Okay, so she tweeted out, we are witnessing a concerted attempt to destabilize the democratic process and delegitimize our multiracial democracy. And we need to fundamentally change the way we fight back against attacks on voting rights. She wrote a new piece, which I don't recommend reading, uh, on Democracy Docket. What the hell is Democracy Docket? Who even knows? Who even knows? But she she said, you know, we're moving toward white supremacist authoritarianism. We need to remain laser focused on what's at stake for democracy and people's lives and refuse to allow Republicans to draw us into piecemeal fights over tactics and technicalities, uh, you know, so on and so forth. But uh, it's it's just part of this big underlying shift toward white supremacist authoritarianism. This is another thing that's driving me out of my mind to the point where you know, I don't like white supremacy, but I'm about at my wit's end with the freaking white supremacy like, thing. Down with it what now. are there, nine of them? Are there nine white supremacists? We know that 13 people every year are killed by white supremacy. Oh, that's right. According oh, to so the there University must be at Maryland, least 14 so. of them. Yes. <laughs> because they killed 13 people uh, right. last year. Uh, you know, and the democracy thing, too, yeah. drives me out of my mind. We're not a freaking democracy. 
democracy! <laughs> and people like Hillary Clinton understand that and know that. And they, they keep repeating it because it's code for socialism. Mm-hmm. And they want to bring that about. And uh, they're trying to get us used to the term. Um, but this white supremacist thing, every day they're harping on it. And it's just uh, insane. They don't care about any of the Black Lives Matter rioting or smash and grab stuff or Antifa and all the rioting and taking over portions of cities and all the people who died, which I've heard anywhere from, uh, what was it, 20, 25 to 50, 40 or like 50 mm-hmm. last year, mm-hmm. uh, not to mention police officers, not to mention the loss of property, which yep. way exceeded the Capitol building. $5 billion, I believe, in damage just yeah. from those riots. Right, mm-hmm. compared to $1.5 million at the Capitol building. Right. I mean, it's got to stop. We've got to stand up to this stuff and say, enough. Yeah, yeah. and look, you know, white supremacy is, is to the extent it exists, we all know is terrible. It's however, bad. However, it's important to note that it is a, a small problem in this country. It is not the biggest problem. And it like is. when she right. talks about like we need to, we can't be caught up in these technicalities. What she's talking about is what the bills say. That's what <laughs> well, her, that's what she's just, saying. It's minor detail. The what fact, they actually say. Right, the so. fact that these bills <clears throat> don't do the things that our horror movie right. version of life say they do is a technicality. We just uh-huh. need to fight against them anyway. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think that's kind of important. I think what the bill says is important. A little bit, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. My Minor details. Uh, all right, we've got more to come, but we got to take a break. We'll be back. The San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus, which uh, was for, apparently first established in 1975, so they've been around for a while. They've mm. released a new original song, uh, not controversial at all. They just declare that they are, uh, in fact, coming for your children, uh, <laughs> as you have for so long suspected is what they're, they're, you know, their point is. Like, well, yes, you suspected it, and we're going to admit it this once. Yes, we're coming for your children. Um, again, take your blood pressure medication, as I often recommend that you do before before you watch certain clips, I'm going to recommend that you take your blood pressure medication before you watch that. Here's a, just a little, let's just, just a little bit of this. As we celebrate pride on the progress we've made over these past years, there's still work to be done. So to those of you out there who are still working against equal rights, we have a message for you. You think we're sinful. You fight against our rights. You say we all lead lives you can't respect. You're just frightened You think that we'll corrupt your kids If our agenda goes unchecked Funny, just this once, you're correct We'll convert your children Happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly And you will barely notice it Okay you can keep them from this. All right. That's, oh, man, that is just lovely. Everything about that was so beautiful. Uh, by the way, this is on their YouTube, but it, apparently they have set it to private because it has caused such an uproar uh, from everyone. Even mm. when they first released it, there were a ton of downvotes, only a couple upvotes. Um, I think most people are like, what the hell are you doing, guys? What mm-hmm. are you doing? Um, but, okay, so I guess my, my first question is, uh, at first, when I watched this, I thought, are, I feel like they're just making fun. They're trying to yes. stir conservatives yeah. up, yes. right? Yes. Like, they don't totally. mean this. Exactly right. But then at the same time, like, it's do like... do they the, mean it? 
Well, do, why, they mean but it? do you joke about that if you're but not a little bit like is that really just thing. a ha 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 that's so funny? Would they think it was funny if I did a song about conversion therapy for them? Right. Right. No, right. they would not right. think that's funny. Right. They've already made that pretty clear. That's not funny. We're not laughing about it. Right. Don't say that we can be converted back to heterosexuals. <laughs> okay. So well then don't do this garbage to heterosexuals. Right. It's equally uncool. Yeah. And, and Whether that, you mean it or it's tongue in cheek or whatever the case may be, they would not respond well if I did a song on the air about conversion therapy. Yeah. See, that's kind of that. That's where I'm landing, too. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I, OK, I mean, I <clears throat> you could say you're just joking, but I really don't feel yeah. like that's something to joke about it's unless not. there was just so, it's not. there's some screws loose. Yeah. If you think that that's something to joke about, whether mm -hmm. it's that you're serious or that you're just crazy, there's some screws loose there. Yeah. And they're mocking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's for sure. They're mocking. For sure. Yeah, it feels like they're mocking the fact that you care about your children yeah. and don't want them to be hypersexualized. How dare you? Right. 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 I mean, I th it seems like they th they think they're being edgy. They mm -hmm. think they're being like a, the gay South Park, right? Uh, and you know, it, I think it fell falls flat. But also, you know, they they're realizing that their little you know comedy mm -hmm. when directed particularly at children is not going to go over uh, very well. But it did remind me uh, that I hate musicals. <laughs> like I despise them with every part of me. And mm -hmm. no matter what is being said or sang, right? I, I hate them. They me just too. suck. Yeah. And it's a terrible genre and should just go away. It's, it's why I couldn't watch um, Hamilton. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't, I can't get through bring it. myself to do it. I mean, I it's not the ripping apart it. of American history. And it's the singing. Jeffy Stop it. And Keith, my producer, were telling me, "No, it's so good, Pat. You're gonna love it." I, no, it's wall to wall. <laughs> no, songs. I tried to watch that Elton John oh, movie. Bad. I couldn't even oh, yeah, get ten minutes into it really? without wanting to shoot myself. Mm -hmm. So not even like Moulin Rouge. No, Not I mean, even. no, I, I got see Moulin Rouge. Rouge. Did you? That is I one love of that one. Yeah. Glenn loves that one as well. It's one of his favorite We bonded movies. over it. Yeah, I bet. I bet you did. I bet you did. That's very, that's very Glenn. Glenn loves musicals, we should be clear. He does. Uh, yes. You know, but I don't I'm think he'd sure like he that would, one. Yeah, Glenn I'm not sure he would love that one. Glenn is about three quarters woman, though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, so. He did go to a Lady, Lady Gaga concert. Yes. So, yes. I don't know about He's that one. He's been to many. But, so, I mean, this comes, we've been talking about this, what, last month was Pride Month, so this has been... Uh, in the news because they're continually, um, they've got the reports that, uh, the what, Blue's Clues, they had yeah. that, the cartoons oh, yeah. that were geared to the children, explaining what Pride Month was, explaining all yep. the flags, explaining, mm -hmm. you know, all these things that I, call me crazy, I just don't think are fit for kids, uh, that they shouldn't be learning at that mm -hmm. young, impressionable age. And then there was a re report that just surfaced the other day the, from an uh, entertainment in industry, and um, they said that Yes, these are people who it was some gender fluid, you know, whatever their term was. But they confirmed like, yeah, we are trying to find activists to recruit, to make these children's cartoons, make these movies, make these yeah. books, make yeah. all these. Like, yeah, we're searching Tumblr and Twitter instead of searching the usual avenues just so we can find these activists so that we can push these agendas in everything that you are watching, but most importantly, your children are watching. And the Dry Queen library readings, mm -hmm. you know, they've mm -hmm. got... Are you saying you don't think that kids should learn to twerk? Yes. <laughs> really? <gasps> Oh wow. Yeah, he said crazy? it. He said it. Are we still in the air? I don't think we should be saying that. 
Uh, yeah, look, I mean, it's clear that they're they're doing these things. I mean, the the very basic, like nicest way of the of the pre- presentation of that is that they're trying to gain acceptance. But they would all mm-hmm. admit they're trying to gain acceptance for what they're doing, yes. right? Like, which is again, it's in putting in some sort of agenda. And I I I do really enjoy dark comedy. Like, mm-hmm. I that's what I really like. It's what I prefer. And in a world where where Pat's uh, gay conversion uh, therapy song is allowed and, and cheered on because it's edgy and goes against the grain, mm-hmm. there's a place for all this crap, even mm-hmm. if, it, you know, assuming it's comedy. <laughs> you know, uh, right. there's a place for everybody but to say crazy things. Well, no. we don't. You say one thing that's even mildly over the line about the wrong group, and you're going to prison, basically, mm-hmm. in this country right now, yet this is supposed to be acceptable? I don't, I don't, I, I, the double standard is the least of it, but it's there. Yeah. All right. We got to take a break. We'll be back. Okay, I we're still talking about musicals, <laughs> and I'm trying to find the answer to Stu's question, and I still can't find it. Oh, The Greatest Showman. The Greatest yes. Showman. Ah! <laughs> so that luckily, I ate it. Di- I saw that at a dine-in theater, which makes everything better. You can watch any crappy movie at a dine-in. As theater. long as there's good food. Yeah. As long as then you're eat, just eating. You can drink. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever. It makes everything better. Yeah. Uh, all right, but okay. We, we're done talking about musicals for now. I uh, want to remind you, in case you have not yet gone to wherever you get your audio podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review. By the way, not just the news and why it matters, but also Stu Does America and also Pat Gray Unleashed, okay? Because it will mm-hmm. help more people be able to listen to these voices that uh, they'll be listening to us and not to people like Brian Stelter. All right, so you're going to be doing the world a favor. Like, do the world a favor. I don't know of a better push than that. Do the entire world a favor right now. It'll take you two seconds, and it'll make the world a better place. It'll be good for us and bad for other people, like Brian personalities. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It'll be bad for CNN. It'll be bad for Joy Reid on MSNBC. It'll be bad for all those people. All the more reason to do it. Uh, Also, (laughs) if you write a nice review, you may see yours read live on air, like the one today from Chrissy GG73, who says, my favorite podcast for news. I love this podcast and listen every day. Thank you for covering important topics and always having entertaining guests on the show like these guys. So thanks for sending your review. Uh, also, make sure to get them in. Hey, and uh, you can talk about your uh, your favorite co-host, Pat and Stu, here in mm. your review. Please yeah. do. Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.